on the ump season three episode seven take two ladies and gentlemen you don't know this but uh we just sent 20 excellent minutes of podcasting out into the ether to the gods never to be heard by you or anyone else i still think the russian hackers took it yeah probably yeah probably (laughs) sam we were uh our walk-up music this time around was Tupac Hail Mary, which is the walk-up uh, music to Red Sox Hanley Ramirez, who's been sick as a dog last week, but I think he's been doing better since then. Um, yeah, yeah, and we were trying to decide on walk-up music today, and I said, Joel, what's your favorite baseball player? We'll just use that walk-up song. It was Hanley Ramirez, which I think is odd because... You're a White Sox fan, so what's up with that? Well, the Red Sox are doing well. Um, And also, in honor of the Red Sox, we have two Red Sox fans on uh, tonight. Uh, Jesse's out, guys. He's like, he bought a house or something. I don't know. He's got, he needs to get his priorities straight. Yeah, clearly he does not have his priorities straight. Right. So filling in is, is uh, from Providence, Rhode Island, Eli. How's it going, Eli? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan. Uh, as I, uh, as you might know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I have uh, only missed one or two of all of your podcasts from the very get-go. So... Uh, the institutional knowledge that, uh, that I carry about Dump on the Up is quite extensive. That's awesome. Yeah, it should be a, it should be a seamless fill-in. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're very excited. Well, I feel like, actually, we're misselling this. We asked Eli on as a special guest weeks and weeks ago. He just happened to come on as on the one that Jesse was not in. Right. <laughs> um, I think so. Special guest, not fill Special guest. Special guest, Eli. Um, well, we talked about this a little bit in our take one. Uh, Red Sox, they're not on top of the AL right now, um, but they're doing pretty well. So let me just skip to what we didn't talk about, guys. What the fuck was up with that flu? Oh, yeah. So uh, oh, no. the flu... They got people in hazmat suits in the Fenway Park locker rooms, like fumigating the place on a daily basis. Yeah, I think that the flu came through, and, and it wasn't just the Red Sox either. I think it's actually taken the entire Eastern Seaboard, like by storm. <laughs> because what happened there was kind of interesting. First of all, it, you know, it floored Hamilton. Uh, Mookie Betts, Robbie Ross Jr. for the Sox. And then we had two, two of our players, uh, uh, Bogarts and 
who is it, Barnes, I think, when a bereavement leaves. So it's been a pretty oh, yeah. odd first week for the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, and, well, and then also, what, Dave O'Brien, is that his name? The oh, yeah. Play-by-play the play-by-play guy. That's what... The television broadcast. And he yeah. left in the middle. He the game, yeah. made it through about five innings, and then started throwing up uncontrollably and had to leave. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think it's kind of it's kind of interesting to think about uh, professional baseball in the way that you would like a classroom. I mean, Joel, you're a teacher, right? If yeah. one kid gets sick, maybe like twelve follow. Is that the case? Oh yeah, it it comes and goes in waves. It it is like the plague when you work in a public middle school. It's right, funny but how I feel like with big professional athletes, makes... yeah. Go ahead, Sam. sorry. sorry. I just feel like with children, though, it, like, makes more sense because they, like, share gum, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, their mouths and then touch each other's faces and all that shit the kids do. But that... And, like, you know, if I go to work and there are people sick there, then I, like, share gum with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And generally I'm okay, you know? But that makes me want to ask, how disgusting are professional athletes? Remember when, I think it was the Mumps, like, swept NHL hockey? Yeah. And everyone was getting sick with the Mumps, and it was kind of obvious because hockey players are fucking disgusting. They (laughs) spit everywhere, there's blood everywhere, they're always fighting each other. I don't think baseball is really that much more hygienic. When you're watching them sitting in the dugout. Right. Well, like, and also they have, like, doctors that are on call all the time. Like, they are there with the team every day, you know? Right. And you think that, like, hey, guys, everyone's getting sick. Here's some emergency or something like that. (laughs) Take it and you won't get sick. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up. But I think the thing is, is like in spring training, especially, which is when the outbreak happened. Barely call it an outbreak. Sure, right? sure. Uh, they, they like going to work every day and then going home. It's like they all live together in dorms. I think, right? You mean in spring training? No, they can't be. No, they're ballers, man. They got their own. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. There's not a, there's not a whole bunch of multi-millionaires who are like staying in the dorm. That's I'm thinking of triple A, I guess. Yeah, yeah. maybe college single A. <laughs> um, yeah. I had somewhere. Oh, well, okay. So Hanley Ramirez. So you, you know, why did I think of Hanley Ramirez first when you asked me to name my favorite baseball player? First right, of all, he's your favorite baseball player. He, I like him a lot. I like. Uh, he's a shortstop, right? Uh, he, he used to be. Yeah. He changed him to an outfielder and then a first baseman, and now he's DHing. Oh, why is he DHing right now? Because David Ortiz he's retired. retired. <laughs> <laughs> um, he Ramirez did not make the trip with the Red Sox to Detroit because of the flu, and they ended up dropping three out of four to the Tigers. And right. it made, and, and Bogarts was also a bereavement as well. Yeah, who so, died? His grandma. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Colgate. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like, yeah, your grandma <laughs> dies. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, does Zandu Bogart listen to a podcast? I think it's possible. <laughs> yeah. We should add him to the list. I'm going to start sending copies of a podcast to random Major League Baseball <laughs> players. Zandu Bogart, Jose Bautista. And, uh, Jose Bautista follows us on Twitter. <laughs> I think we should mention that every week. Yeah, we do. We do mention that every week. Actually, so pretty claim the fame. One thing. So he's from Aruba. Yep. Bogotas. Not not only did he go on the bereavement leave for what four or five days, something like that, but then fly back. He was supposed to be back with the team on Monday, and the plane was canceled, so he missed an extra day. Yep. So he missed the entire White or. Detroit series too. Yeah. First game of. He's only been back for like two days, right? Three days. Yeah, this is his third game back. Series. Two game series with the Orioles, and then yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, it's it's a cliche in baseball that okay, the season's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's 162 games. Blah 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 blah. But every game counts. It's not like a game in April is going to count less than a game in September or October. Right. And so it's got to, you know, it stings. It stings when you feel like maybe you're going to drop one or two games because everybody on your goddamn team is sick or on bereavement leave. And some of those Detroit games were pretty close, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it's also like for the Red Sox specifically, September for the Red Sox, they're playing almost entirely division games. Right. So if there's like a tight race at the top, like they're playing half of their division games with every team in September. So it makes these early games like that much more important to win because September's like Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Yankees. New York. Mm-hmm. You know, Toronto. It's back to back to back to back to back. So, kind of tough. If you're in a tough division, you're playing all your division games at the end of the year, trying to make that playoff push. Yeah. Yeah. And and also what's tough is the the fans and the, the, the baseball media up here in New England is vicious. And, like... The, the, the hopes of this Red Sox team has been set so high that if they start not to perform at any point in the series, people will turn violently negative <laughs> against them. So it's important that they can't, they don't go into any sort of prolonged slump from get-go to finish, I think. Right. Boston media. It's tough. Um, we talked well, a little... I also I feel like, though, that at a certain point, become beyond reproach, you know? Is this Red Sox team like, beyond reproach? Oh, no. Right. Definitely not. Right. Especially in the post-David Ortiz era. Exactly. You know? Yes. We talked a little bit about this before we had the big fuck-up and had to start over again. But, Sam, do you want to have another opportunity to grow about some of your preseason predictions? Now that we're one sixteenth of the way through the season, well, I thought that 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 gloat was actually best 
set up by your failures in your preseason predictions. Oh, yes, yes. So maybe we do that first. <laughs> <laughs> so the Blue Jays right now, let me look this up. I think they're 2 and 7. One, one and seven. One and seven. They were my pick for the number two AL wild card. And, and Eli, let me remind you too, Joel, that yes. uh, only in the history of MLB um, has a team that started off only three times has a team that started off one and seven and made it to the playoffs. Do you Just know when? The, that out there. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What are the odds right now? Do you know when the last time was? Uh, I don't. I just remember seeing that stat <laughs> after they lost that game. And so what you guys are saying, I mean, Toronto's got a lot of heavy hitters. Bautista, Donaldson, uh, Tulowitzki, right? Yeah. And they're all older guys. And right now they're underperforming, so we would expect them to regress to the mean. But the longer they underperform now the more they've got to overperform in later on in the season in order to make up ground. Right. But I also feel yeah. like... Go ahead. The, the, the Jacob Center where they play, that's a dome, right? It, uh-huh. it's, it's not the Jacob Center. Jacob Center is the old Cleveland Indians oh. uh, stadium. They're in like... They're, they are in a dome. It's called the... Um, Roger Center. Roger yeah. um, no, this is good because usually Eli fact text may be a text message after he listens to the podcast. <laughs> so it's nice to have to do it alive. Uh, right, so the Rogers Center, that's like the, one of the best home run hitting parks in and Toronto's kind of like built their team around hitting a lot of home runs yeah. with Jose Bautista, Edwin Encarnacion, who left this past offseason for the Indians, Tulowitzki, uh, Josh Donaldson. Uh, they got that catcher who gets like, you know, 30 hits a year and they're all home runs. What's his name? Um, who is the catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays? Martin. Yeah, Russell Martin. Russell Martin. Russell Martin. But anyway, it's like early in the season, and when it's cold outside, baseball doesn't fly as far. That's all I'm saying. But it's a dome, so that point actually doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. I think think it's just, you know, like anything, they're starting off slow. Um, And while that statistic is a little daunting, it's a long season. Right, it's a long season. But but it's not that long. It's finite. The season is finite. Right. We like to think that baseball lasts forever. A baseball game, in theory, could last forever, but the baseball season itself is finite. 162 games. Which All right, can I, can I talk about something real quick? Yes. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if you guys saw yesterday. I'm sorry to interrupt, Joel. No. Yesterday, Johannes Cespedes hit the three-run homers. Yes. There's like three home runs in one game. Yes. And I just my phone just buzzed, and he has two home runs today through five. Jesus. <laughs> uh, the, guy who I'm, the guy who I'm playing in fantasy has Cespedes? baseball right now. So, yeah. Has Cespedes? Who's, pi- so. who's pitching for I'm the Mets right now? right now? 
Well, good for Giannis Cespedes. Oh, somebody who was on my fantasy team was Jose Reyes. God, I suck at everything. Guys, I kind of suck at baseball. I kind of suck at life. <laughs> Sam, you can attest to this. When we were drafting the... When we were doing a fantasy draft, and it was like the 20th round, and I had to pick someone, and I was like, oh, Reyes, I can't believe nobody's picked him yet. And then I picked him, and I think, Sam, you went... Oh, you like those domestic abusers on your team, huh? Or something like that? That's so, true. Something to I that extent. That. And I was immediately like, God damn it, I knew there was a reason nobody picked him. <laughs> that well, that needs to I really liked last week, guys, on your, on your podcast that uh, you got all the way to the end and then one of you was like, oh shit, our fantasy draft is in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. How we roll. Um, here's another question. Staying on fantasy baseball, just a, a minute. So it's the top of the eighth right now. White Sox nine, Cleveland three, right? Way to go, White Sox, right? right. Cleveland's pitcher is uh, Tomlin, Josh Tomlin, right? Yep. He's on my fantasy ah. team. And That's not bad. His, his ERA this year is, is 11.45. I think. So, how do you balance that, right? Like, this is a, well, my real team, the White Sox are doing awesome at the expense of my fantasy team. <laughs> of you, just, you, know, you always got a room for the real team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, is, there is no balance in my best pitchers when they're pitching against the Red Sox because I feel too guilty if they have a really good game. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like those are tainted stats for me. Louie Garcia. Eli, Lily. you were asking about him. Louie yeah. Garcia. Yeah, he's a right fielder, right? Uh, the, he's playing center field today. Oh, yeah. He, he batted something. He was batting something like 500, I saw, through his first. 11 games or down at the minors or something. Yeah, at the minors. He's batting 182 in the majors. The other Garcia... Oh, so, so he, did, he already came up. He already keeps playing right now. He's oh, 0 for okay. 4. No, 1 for 4. He's 1 for 4 right now. Anyway, uh, the White Sox okay. are bad, but they're like 3 and 4. So they're better than they should be. I love, I love rooting for the White Sox this year. I said that before. It's so much fun to root for a bad team. I I recommend everybody to do it at some point in their life. You have to root for a bad team. That's a funny statement coming from you, Joel, though, because you're like the ultimate... Bandwagon Joel? Yeah. You're like, oh. I'm like, I'm surprised you're not a Cubs fan right now. Because, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, you're the team I love? The San Antonio Spurs, and it's like if there was ever a city you had no connection to, it would be San Antonio. I've been know? to, I've visited once. You've been there? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. transferring through the airport in San Antonio. No, I have visited. Visit. I have transferred through. That's the. Do you count transferring through airports? You don't, do you? Because there I are don't. two cities. No, yeah, Detroit and Houston are two cities where. I've only transferred through the airport. I've never actually, like, left the airport. 
But San Antonio, I spent a long weekend in San Antonio. Went to a wedding. It was awesome. Yeah. 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 San Antonio's cool. Did you, you just like put your Spurs gear on, like wandered around? Uh, well. <laughs> so okay, actually, let me tell one of our other listeners is um, a friend of my wife who is like a hardcore Red Sox fan. Uh, oh, good man. A uh, woman, shout out to Chelsea, if she's listening. She usually listens. She is a transplant, so she grew up in New Hampshire, diehard New England sports fan, Patriots Red Sox, lives outside of San Antonio now, uh, where she works as a nurse. And so she was getting married in San Antonio. So we flew down there for the weekend. To a Texan? I don't know. Good question. I think so. But I actually don't know. Um, so we were there with um, another couple who are Robin's friends from high school and my friends through Robin. We've hung out with them a bunch. Uh, we've gone to White Sox, Red Sox games with them before. They visited us when we lived in Chicago. And the, the guy, the, the, the male half of this couple and I, the Spurs were playing the day of the wedding. And he and I were like, oh, man, we could, we could get Spurs tickets. We could, we could, like, leave the wedding early and go watch the Spurs. It was definitely on our radar. But it didn't happen because it would be rude, expensive, and we didn't know how to get around the city of San Antonio. <laughs> I think taxi, probably. Yeah, but we didn't know how long it would take. We, we don't know where anything is. Uh, right, or if you're really balling, you could probably, like, rent a helicopter. Yeah, we weren't. I don't think we were balling <laughs> enough. We weren't even balling enough to buy, like... The Spurs weren't even playing anyone. I think the Spurs were playing, like, Utah or Sacramento or something. Ooh, ooh I, I, uh, I know, Sam, that you put the kibosh on this whenever it goes this way, but I do know that uh, Joel is a super basketball fan, so... Might we talk about the playoffs real quick? Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. Yeah. Actually, a way to segue into that, something I wanted to say is that uh, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl this year, to anyone who didn't know that. And <laughs> this season, the Boston Bruins... If you listen to the podcast, you know that, unless you're Jesse, <laughs> who did not Jesse watch the Super Bowl. Who didn't watch the Super Bowl, right. But... The Bruins are in the playoffs right now, and just what today, or Eli, or yesterday, the Celtics. last uh, night, last night yeah. the Boston Celtics won the got the top seed in the whatever East. the equivalent of the AL East. The East, the American League, the equivalent of the American League, Eastern Conference. <laughs> Oh wait! Oh, they—they're like the top seed. They're the top dogs. They—they they yeah. won out over Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, I, but Cleveland's in the same conference or the same conference. League, yeah, you know? conference. No, they're conference. not in the same division. Different division. They're not the same division. But division uh, divisions are utterly meaningless in basketball. Yeah, I, we don't even I know why they're. I know about. I know about basketball. There are no. Why are there divisions? <laughs> there don't need to be divisions in basketball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So, and like winning at all, I'm winning saying. being at the top doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot either because like, I mean, I don't know, like it feels like everyone makes the playoffs. So it, it's kind of like, 
regular season tournament all of a sudden that starts in the postseason. <laughs> That's what's awesome. Yeah. Now we get three <laughs> now we get three more months of playoffs, you guys. How do you not love this? I know. The endless NBA playoffs. No, all I'm saying is that the table is set right now with the Patriots winning the the Super Bowl and hockey and basketball teams making into the playoffs right. is that like elusive Right. Of sports yep. in yep. America. So, so Boston, <laughs> Boston yeah. came close. Time, it's still possible. And, yeah. like, that's something that I would like to see before I die. Because right. while I don't care about basketball or hockey, I have a lot of people who just hate New England sports yeah. so much that I just want to rub that in their faces. You know, <laughs> mostly New York City people who are like, you know, Hate them, you know. Um, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. The Red Sox beat Colorado in the O seven mm-hmm. World Series. The yep. Celtics won the two thousand eight NBA championship over Kobe and the Lakers. Yep. And yep. that was the sixteen and O. No, wasn't that the sixteen and O Patriots? We don't right. like to talk about lost too much, though, Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So, so you came one play, one play away from the Triple Crown. Uh, yeah, of quadruple. Well, I don't know about that, hockey. I don't give a shit about the, hockey. That wasn't the same uh, calendar year. This right, was, it, but it would have be been the same, same season. Year. They all would have held the title at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't the same calendar year. It's no. sort of like tennis. You know, they have the Grand Slam. <laughs> you, know, you, could win, you could win five in a row, but as long if if, if, if it goes over two calendar years, it, it's just... Bullshit. See, that, that's, that's a good yeah. point, Eli. I'm, I, I'm thinking school years here. School years. <laughs> September to June. <laughs> well, baseball is the only sport, the major American sport, that happens... In one year. Within a calendar yeah. year. Yeah. 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 Every other sport goes, you know, over the new year. Um, Dennis. Dennis is another one. Okay. It's not a major American sport, though. What? Yeah, I suppose what? that's true. What's not a uh, major American major, sport? Tennis. Major international sport. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I hate golf, guys. Fucking hate golf. Oh, you yeah. want to know something crazy that happened in that sport the other day? I think I know what you're going to say, but yes, go for it. Oh. Okay. Well, it's the women's uh, uh, masters, or I can't—I don't know what tournament it was because I don't watch golf. But um, the what happened is they were in the final day of this big tournament, and the woman who was leading is this great ten or great golf player, I guess. And the, the director of the tournament comes up to her and says, "Listen, by the way, uh, one of your a shot that you took." Two days yes. ago, yes, right. You put the ball down it like a, a couple of millimeters away from where it was supposed to be, which is cheating. And, yes, which is, which is technically cheating. And so, and then, and then something else about it too. So she had a four-stroke uh, penalty against her, right? Which knocked right. her down into second place. But the, the the thing about it is that it wasn't any like tournament uh, referee or any sort of ombudsman in, in, in the in the tournament it was some joe schmo was sitting on his couch who saw yeah. it in a it was, it was and phoned it in right yeah 
Um, Which is just totally taking, uh, you know, the replay to a whole other level. Right, right. Are you allowed at home to call in? Imagine if they let fans in football or baseball do that and call in and be like, oh, I think the refs got this one wrong. I think they got it wrong. Right. Two days ago. <laughs> God, yeah, golf is the worst. It is. Uh, golf is the worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I've got a question, and we can spend time on this if we want to, but we don't have to if we think it's a lame. But okay. I want to talk MVP for a few minutes. So, at uh, the end of the regular season in the NBA, they're going to vote on the MVP, and people are excited because it's going to be a very close MVP race. You've got four or five candidates for MVP. The probably favorite... Joel, is it just one for the league or is it one for each conference? One for the league. Yeah, there's not... That's a good point. There's no Western or Eastern conference champion. So the lead candidate is Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, yeah. Who broke the league record for most triple-doubles in the regular season. And Didn't he average a double double? And is averaging a triple double. Will triple average double. triple double. Triple yeah. double in basketball, which I don't know has ever happened before. Um, at least hasn't happened since the nineteen seventies. So he's setting. Wait, how do you average a triple double unless you have a triple double every single day? Uh, even if you have fewer, you make up. So if you have fifteen assists. In one game, but then nine assists in the next game. You it's only not get... that you're averaging a triple double a game, yeah. like based on game to game to game. It's how many points you have, how many steals you have, how many divided, uh, mm-hmm. and then those are divided by uh, uh, the that's average. Right. And that's yeah. um, and what is what's his third one that he normally gets? Because I feel like points, points, assists, rebounds, assists, and it's rebounds. Yeah, and he's a I little guy for NBA. Board. He's a point guard. He is the point guard of Oklahoma City. He's averaging more than 10 rebounds per game. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. But his team's not that good. His team's, I think they're the sixth seed in the West. Um, <laughs> Their team's not that good. But, you know, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> because it's basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... So and here's so in basketball, and I want to relate this to to baseball MVP because Mike Trout has been the AL MVP for two of the last three years, right? Yep. But the Angels haven't been that good. Have they even been in contention? Can you say that again? There's some noise coming. The Angels. How good have the Angels been? That's the thing about baseball MVP is it's very much given out to the player who's on the team that's shitty. Right. So like, so and I think that that's not necessarily not necessarily true. What do you mean? Well, I think that that is taken into account more in baseball than it is other sports. Right. I could be wrong on that, but that's 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 definitely because because like I you know it seems like NBA specifically it's like. Oh, is the best player on the best team that mm-hmm. seems to win it, and yeah. 
well, uh, yeah. In, in baseball, it's like you know, I think Luki had better numbers in some categories last year than than Trout did, and so a lot of people thought he was going to get it. But then again, you know, he had to live in the shadow of David Ortiz, who had one of his best career uh, well, seasons right. in his entire career. So, you know, it, there are other factors that seem to come in in baseball in ways. The thing, the thing about basketball, though, is that like an elite player can make an elite team. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, when LeBron James came back to the Cavaliers uh, from Miami, they were, like, the worst team in basketball. Like, two years out of being the they worst team They probably still made the playoffs, though. <laughs> right, they still made the playoffs, but they, had, they won three games the entire 30 season. teams, 32 <laughs> teams make the playoffs. <laughs> but... You know, he came back and they were in the playoffs the next year. And right. it's like, right. you know, the best teams are always led by the best players. Whereas in baseball, basketball, and baseball, like, Mookie Betts and Mike Trout had, like, almost identical numbers last year. Right. And the Red Sox made the playoffs, and the Angels ended up in last place of the AL West, or right. second to last place. Right. And, but Mike Trout, I was looking at this because I was like really gunning for Mookie to get the MVP like so bad. But I was looking at it and Mike Trout between runs and RBIs accounted for almost like he accounted for like 40% of the runs scored for the Angels, which is crazy. There's a thing in baseball. that, That speaks to... You know, and in my mind, that that seems like how most valuable players should be determined. I mean, like, yeah, you know, how how valuable were they to your team? Right. It's like the Angels sucked, but if Mike Trout wasn't on that team, they would have gotten demoted to the minor leagues. You they would have made. They would have been. They would have made the NBA playoffs. Yeah, they would have made the NBA playoffs. Well, and and that's the thing. If Westbrook wins the MVP this year, he will be the first to kind of win by what I'm saying is like baseball standards, because right, right. you've got these advanced statistics. Not saying triple double. Triple double is not an advanced statistics, but baseball is starting to calculate advanced statistics like win above replacement and player efficiency ratings. That right. also are pointing at either Russell Westbrook or Rich Harden to be the MVP this year, even though they are not on the best teams this year. However, I think this points to something where, you know, advanced statistics took hold in baseball first because the nature of baseball is a series of discrete actions, right? Like... Whether or not Mike Trout gets a hit only has very, very little to do with the behavior of the hitter before him or the hitter after him. It will have some uh, influence on them based on how they get pitched to or managerial decisions. But the way that Russell Westbrook or LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard plays on the basketball court heavily influences everybody else on that basketball court 
because you're not really dealing with a series of discrete actions. Does that make any sense? So you're saying that that they're like it, baseball is almost more individualistic than yes. uh, basketball. Yeah, very much so. Like especially yeah, well, on offense. I would I would say one thing to that, Joel. Though, is that like you know when Manny Ramirez was playing for the Boston Red Sox, uh, he was the four hitter, and David Ortiz was the three hitter, and the numbers between when Manny Ramirez left and uh, or with the Sox and when he left, there was a huge drop off in all of David Ortiz's statistics. Because what happened is that the pitchers would be forced to pitch to him mm -hmm. because they didn't want to pitch to Manny Ramirez. So right. I think that there are some nuances in batting lineups where, like, you know, if, if Mike Trout doesn't have good hitting around him, they don't have to throw him the ball. You know right. what I mean? So right. so there is there is a little bit more connectivity maybe than you're getting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and I, I also feel like you're saying that Elite players in baseball have less impact on the game than elite players in basketball. Basically, that's what yeah, I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would right? say that. And I, I would like strongly disagree with that. But you just For said that. LeBron James, whichever team has LeBron James, gets to the finals in the East. Doesn't that, you but know, because six times in a row. That's because LeBron James scores 45 points in a game by himself. He's, he's the elite player. He could be MVP right. this year. Right, and in, in the rest of his team only has to score 55 points between, you know, eight other guys who are on the team to score 100 points, right? Which is kind of like... Oh, I see what you're points, saying. That's a shitload of points. He's you know carrying I mean? more of the weight of the team so that the right. other players do not have to carry like, that weight. It, to like put it in a baseball context, it'd be like if it was a baseball game and your best hitter out of the nine slots in the batting order, your best hitter batted seven of them. You know what I mean? Yes. It's mm -hmm. like David Ortiz leads off, and he bats second, and he bats third, and he bats fourth, and he bats yeah. fifth, and he bats sixth. He doesn't bat seventh for some reason, but he bats eighth <laughs> and ninth also. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I actually like that yeah. metaphor. Uh huh. And it's and he has to play outfield by himself. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't even have to play defense. No, like that is yeah. everyone else's job is to like make sure that he has enough wind to like bat in every right. single <laughs> part of the lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah, in basketball, and, like, uh, and if he does play really good defense, then then like that's an extra. But you know, he doesn't have to. Which, which going off that point, makes Mike Trout's performance sounds that much more impressive because he right. sort of put up the the uh, the J LeBron James type of statistics to his team, but doesn't have the advantage of batting seven times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay. I, I hate LeBron James, by the way, guys. I, I'm the only one on this show who likes LeBron James. I don't know yeah, why that you is. Do. Yeah, but that's because yeah. you're a bandwagon guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Total bandwagon. Yeah. I've been a, I've been on the LeBron bandwagon for a long time. I'm a big yeah, no, LeBron true. Fan. And the thing is, is like I don't hate LeBron James specifically. Oh. Yeah, so you do. You talk like a lot of shit about LeBron on this show. You know what I mean? 
Like, I'm happy to accept him as, like, the greatest basketball player of all time. Or the worst basketball player of all time. Because <laughs> I don't fucking care, you know? Either way, he's going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah either way, he's going to make it to the playoffs. Ooh, um, well, can, just to switch gears away from this lovely sport that you like, Sam, uh, back to baseball. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted. We talked a little bit about the Blue Jays, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and but there are some other teams that are not doing well. Yes. Um, Good. Specifically, the, the Mariners. Well, the 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 Mariners are not doing well. Hey Jesse, uh, yeah. the Mariners suck. They're, they're starting <laughs> off probably two and eight. Probably because Jesse is not giving his full attention to this podcast. That's yeah. why I think they're doing badly. By the way. <laughs> Sorry, Eli. Go ahead. That's okay. They're not do- that, but you know the the Cardinals too, who uh, who's usually are pretty solid uh, from the get go. They're I think they they've only won three, maybe four. No, two, I think two and five. I think they were two and five. I don't know yeah. if they won since then. Um, but I I do think that sort of the the big. Uh, Oh, and the Royals also—they've—they've they've only won twice, I think. Yeah. Um, which yeah, the Royals, about, yeah. about the Royals of how much of a powerhouse they were just a couple of years ago. Right, and that's so such an interesting point. Where, yeah. when was it two years ago when we had a Kansas City Toronto ALCS? Twenty fifteen. Yeah. 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 And I now they're so. both at the bottom. I think that's really interesting. Um, yeah. The Cardinals, though, I'm looking up their record. The last time they started two and five was 2011, when they went on to win the World Series. When they did what? I'm sorry. They went on to they win the, the World, World Series. Series that year. Oh wow! So, so I don't think Cardinal fans are stressing. Although, what were you saying? Where a team that starts one right. and seven has. They only make the playoffs three times. Three, three teams to the yeah. yeah. Um, I think also Cardinal fans, you know, they've they've had a really good go of it for a lot of years. So they probably aren't. They're probably not freaking out. Here's an interesting thing. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off the six division last place teams right now. Toronto one and seven. Kansas City two and six, Seattle two and eight, Atlanta two and six, St. Louis three and six, San Francisco four and six. I would say one of those is expected, Atlanta. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But the other five are on some level of surprise. Yeah. So who's in panic mode of of any of those teams? Should any of them be in panic mode? I think probably Toronto and the Mariners gotta do some soul searching, um, because I mean one and seven and two and eight—that's that's that, pretty bad. That's enough games, I think, where you you know you don't freak out maybe, but you have to be like, okay, we got to figure out a way to be winning two out of three for the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like I think that San Francisco should be in panic mode. Why? Uh, I feel like the National League is a lot more competitive. 
competitive in general for wild card spots uh, because I feel like the tops of the divisions in the National League are much closer, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. Um, And I think, you know, the I mean, I don't pay attention to San Francisco, but they played on the opening day of the season, so I watched their game. $80 $80 million on this closer because last year they broke the record for the most blown saves of a season. And they signed this guy, what's his name, Macklin? McCallan? Something like that. Melicon. Melicon? Melicon? First name Melicon. Moke. Last name M E L A N C O N. I think we talked about this last week. Did we? Yeah, talk about it. We did. I yeah. love talking about it. But anyway. <laughs> They should be panicking because, like, they're spending their money, and then it's not it's not doing what it should be doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we've got about 13 minutes left. I got a lot we still got to cover. I think we've covered some good stuff. One thing that we lost in our, in our take one was the Cubs. Eli... Because I can't bear to. Do you want to describe the Chicago Cubs wing ceremony? Oh, right. Yeah. So the uh, the Cubs um, unveiled their their banner, I guess, and also their rings. Rings. Um, and as, I don't, this is a thorn, of course, in Bill's <laughs> side. But uh, the the sort of interesting thing about the the rings, and if if you can find an interesting thing about a ring. Um, <laughs> Is that the the uh, to me anyways? Is that the, they have the goat on the inside of the ring, uh, which I thought was kind of, you know sort of the curse is over, okay. But I found it kind of ballsy, and I'm also rooting for that to somehow come back and bite them in the ass. <laughs> you know, and and yeah, like each one of those players is just going to have like one more year and then drop. <laughs> <laughs> I hate like the Cubs. King, King Tut's tomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. And then it turns out there's like a weird bacteria in the etching of the goat on those rigs. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> gets like really sick. Uh, the wings the are cursed. Um, <laughs> like the Cubs have got to be shoving this in everyone's faces right now. And... I, I do love it. Like, when you win the World Series, you got to make it a big deal. And I think they're doing a good job of that. Um, we do have, I've, I've got a couple of co-workers who are hardcore Cubs fans who have uh, inquired about being future guest uh, guests on Dump on the Ump. So we'll have Ooh. to have them on are they, sometime. Are they big shit talkers? Because yes, yes, I've been texting with one of them. <laughs> I like talking shit. <laughs> that will be good. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I like the idea of the coast. I think that the Cubs are still probably the best team in the NL. Maybe the, in the best NL? Team, yeah, maybe the best team in the in MLB. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it's really still too early to shake up. Yeah. And I think that, like, I don't know, on paper, but, I don't know, on paper doesn't fly in 
in baseball because sure. it's, you know everyone gets hurt all the time sure. or gets an outbreak of the flu you know yeah, it's pretty. It's of course way way too early, um, and you know no one has really um, jumped out in front in any immaculate way. Like I don't think anyone is ten and zero right now. Um, right. You know, most people are even at the top of the league. I think are like six and three, seven and three. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's no one right off the bat that is like. Eh. These guys might be it. Right. I also think that in uh, the NL, pitching staff can get healthy and stay healthy, then beat them. Whose pitching staff would do that? Would beat the Mets? Oh, I thought you meant the stay, Cubs. Or stay healthy. I thought you, I, I'm sorry, I thought you meant that their NL, are their NL pitching, like, the Cubs, I think, have the best nine-man hitting hitting lineup of anyone in the NL. Um, okay. Is there any pitching rotation? Like, and now I'm already thinking ahead to the playoffs because I'm an NBA kind of guy, and the playoffs should take like <laughs> half of the year. How come not everyone's getting into playoffs, guys? Um, like, is there a rotation that could handle the Cubs for five, six, seven games? Like, Cleveland came close last year, but they couldn't close the door. I know I'm biased. (laughs) I knew it. I would stack the Red Sox pitching staff batting order against any team in the major leagues. Uh, Yeah. Any time. You think about it, you got, you know, David Price hasn't pitched yet because he, there was a scare at the beginning of the season. I think you guys talked about this last episode, but. Yeah, they thought he needed Tommy John surgery. Uh, he didn't, so he's now, you know, on the back end of a 15-day DL. Uh, but you got Porcello, who's the Cy Young winner. You got Sale, who's the strikeout leader, um, and you got David Price, who's a vet who's proven he's he's worthy during the regular season, and kind of a piece of shit during the postseason. <laughs> right. So um, you know, it, but with those three guys. Uh, that's that's a tough top three to beat, I think, in any scenario. Yeah. Of course, I am also biased. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also on the back end of that rotation, though, like uh, Eduardo Rodriguez pitched today. He's young. He's what, like yeah. 24 or something like that? Yeah, he's been in the league for about three years I, now. Right, he came up, he came up really young. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. he's uh, less than 25. And two-run home run in the first inning, and he only pitched five innings, but he struck out eight guys. Yeah. When you have a young pitcher, I feel like, you know, maybe he doesn't have the greatest command right now, but that's something that, like, by the end of the season, he could shape into, you know. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little shaky about his health, though, to tell you the truth, because he, he's had a hard time staying healthy over the last three years. So, just gotta keep yeah. an eye on that. So, yeah, maybe. Um, but I think, I, like I think that the Washington Nationals too. They, you know, they got potential for because they got Scherzer, right? Right. Um, and the, they the have ageless Max Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, who, who, yeah. Who he pitched, I think, five or six innings the other day and had ten strikeouts. 
Uh, yeah. And then, you know, they got, uh, uh, what's his name, the hard-throwing righty there um, that gets hurt every season, but he throws like 102 miles. Strasburg? Strasburg, yeah, yeah. thank you. He's had like so, six Tommy John surgeries at yeah. this point, yeah. In like one N- NBA playoff season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um. But... So that, you know that's another potential. If, if Strasburg could play, uh, could could stay healthy, they could maybe give the. Right, but who's their number three? Um, they have a guy named. Um, is it? Uh, he's not. I mean, he's pretty mediocre. Uh, it's an alliterative name. What the heck is right. It? Mediocre Mike. Uh, that's li- actually his name. <laughs> um, so, Gio Gonzalez, that's who it is. Oh, oh he's, yeah. So, okay. six years ago. The White Sox just beat Cleveland 10 to 4. So, as of right now, the White Sox are 4 and 4. They're a 500 team. I just want to yep. hug that. We're recording right now. It is 8.51 Central Time, <laughs> Tuesday. April thirteenth, the White Sox are four and four. They're five hundred team. Um, yeah, I you know they could be competitive in the Central for number two. I tell you myself know, that every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not one of those teams. It all depends on the youth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, can they show up? Can they have? Can they live up to their potential? They just took two out of three from Cleveland in Cleveland. Right. That's big. That's big, yeah, in April. Um, Eli, talk yes. to us about this uh, uh, baseball player you just learned about named Jackie Robinson. Oh, Jackie Robinson. Um, yeah, this Sunday uh, is the 70th, I believe, anniversary of the day he walked onto um, the Brooklyn Dodgers field, uh, which is, of course, always a big day. They, uh, you know, it's a park. It's a parking lot now. It's a parking lot now. Yeah, um, it's right down the street from my house. They are they they unveiling a statue there of him or something? Is that Evans Field? Like, no, there's a plaque there already. I think they're unveiling an entire statue this year somewhere. It, it might be down at the AAA Stadium in Coney Island or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but the the. You know, it's it's that it's kind of that cool time of year when everyone wears the uh, black forty two on their sleeve. Right. Um, oh, Jackie Robinson Day is when everybody wears forty two on their back. Like everyone is number forty two. Uh-huh. Oh, is that how it is? Yeah. 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 I think maybe the, this the year. Last... I, I think I read something that this year that they're they're going to be wearing it for. An extended period of time, though, because it's an anniversary, like a, right. you know, a, a, a substantial one. So, so maybe that's why I saw it on the arm. But whatever. Um, how is how is Major League Baseball tying this into women in baseball? Uh, yeah. So they're they're it's like a trailblazer series or some. It's called something like that, and they're holding a special um, again in New York, I, I think. Uh, they're holding a special, I don't know if it's softball or, or actually girls playing baseball, but it's like a you know, 16 and under and then a 19 and under tournament that they're doing and trying to celebrate 
uh, women in baseball. Mm -hmm. Do you think there'll be a, a woman MLB player in our lifetime? You know, it's interesting because you listen to the talking heads, which I never really recommend, but um, except for this show, of course. Right. Uh, and and uh, you know, you you think that baseball is like the most dull, boring, worthless game that's ever out there. I I don't get it at all because, of course, I'm a diehard fan. But you know, I, I it wouldn't surprise me that you have sort of these top office um, goons, you know, thinking about ways to innovate the game, which in my mind is already perfect. Um, <laughs> and, and you could see some, you know, things like that, try and, try and you know, make it more interesting to uh, women or, um, you know, I, I could imagine any type of thing getting floated out there in our lifetime that we'll just at this point in time, you might be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. You are. Sorry, Sam is doing something weird. Sam, what are you doing right now? Me? Nothing. I like what you were just saying here. Right? Um, but do you, do you guys remember uh, her name? I think was Monet Davis, you know, three or four years ago in the little league world series. The girl yeah, sure. Pitcher. I mean, that was pretty impressive. Uh, and She's better at talking to the press than any politician yeah, I've ever seen. She'd be amazing. And that's actually, <laughs> let me, let's connect Monet Davis to Jackie Robinson. I don't know a lot about Jackie Robinson, but I know that he was picked to be the first black baseball player, not just because he was amazingly good at baseball. There were several black players who were amazingly good at baseball, but that he was the one that they thought, they being the owner of the Dodgers, whose name I don't know, he would be the best to handle, like, the press and to handle the fans and to handle the the social pressures of being the first black player in Major League Baseball. Well, he wasn't the first Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think his interest, though, right? In... MLB. Yeah, he's the first, first man of, of color to ever play in MLB. I think there was another guy before him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why wouldn't we be celebrating that day instead? Well, I don't think he was a superstar. I don't think he lasted very long. No, I, it was I don't think so. It was, I think it was a very planned thing. Is yeah, and I don't think that the interests of the coach were, or the manager, or the I guess the owner at that it was time the owner, yeah. so much invested in the advancement of um, race rights either. I right. think that he saw it as a big money-making opportunity because of all of the crazy fanatics that would come along with it. Uh, yeah, I think it was a very much a, a money-making decision. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things is that the only time I'm ever allowed to say the word Negro is if I follow it with the word League. <laughs> I feel like is that a rule? If you, if you tried hard enough, you could probably find other uses, other, <laughs> other following words. The Dodgers signed Jackie Robinson in 1947, started at first base. The... Yeah, uh, we actually, there's a book called We Are the Ship, 
with a P. I think I brought it up before. It's actually a picture book. It's really amazing. And it's about the history of the Negro Leagues. And uh, one thing that the, the author of that, and the author of that is actually a professor at the Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, but I forget his name right now. He's like, at the beginning, before, 18, before the late 1800s, white and black players played side by side. It was only when it became, like, standardized around the turn of the century that they segregated baseball. Right. Once it became popular. And and profitable, I think. Right. I think there was another black... So, he played for the Dodgers in the NL. Here's what I think you're remembering, Sam, and I'm trying to look it up and I can't find it. There was another black player who started playing in the AL right around the same time. Right. Who doesn't get nearly as much attention. It wasn't Satchel Paige. Ah, I'm trying to oh, find it. Satchel Paige was the oldest and baseball Larry, player ever to play the game. Larry Dobby. 60. Larry Darby, who broke yeah, the color. Larry Darby in the AL. That's who you're thinking of. Started before Jackie Robinson. No, right after him. Played with the Indians, but was playing at the same time. He broke. Yeah. Larry Darby broke the color barrier in the AL. Are you looking at Wikipedia? Right I am now? reading Wikipedia. This is another yeah, episode of Joel Reed. I call fake news. This is another episode of Joel Reed Wikipedia. <laughs> Larry Darby was the second black player to break baseball's color barrier. Player in the Negro League. See Wikipedia. Uh, he helped the Eagles. Blah 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 blah. Three months after Jackie Robinson. There you go. July 1947. Doby joined the Cleveland Indians. Doby and teammate Satchel Paige were the first African-American players to win a World Series championship when the Indians won in 1948. Hey, here's an interesting thing, and then we got to wrap it up. Dexter Fowler of the Chicago Cubs became the first black player to hit a home run for the Chicago Cubs in the World Series Last year. Huh. Yeah. That's yep. interesting. That's true. Yeah. And wasn't, uh, isn't the manager of the Dodgers the first black manager of the Dodgers ever? I don't know. Uh, well, one other thing I'm, well, you know, when we're talking about, uh, uh race in baseball, um, this year was a record for the most uh, foreign-born uh, MLB players of any other year ever. That's interesting. Um, just shy, I think, of 30%, um, which is pretty incredible when you think yeah. about the pastime of, of America that you know, I think it's probably a byproduct of, to some degree, how popular, uh, how much of a pastime it's become of Caribbean and Central and South American countries as well. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but we and we talked about the the baseball. Come a long way since Jackie Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in some ways. Um, okay, so one of my other favorite players besides Hanley Ramirez is Noah Syndergaard of the Mets. Um, well, you love those locks. I, exact. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to talk about. His strong Thor. He is Thor. One thing he did this week is he stole the Philly, the Philly Fanatics ATV, uh, which is like we talked last week. I think the Philly Fanatic must be the loneliest person in baseball, and Thor. Well, maybe that's what you said. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, I said and the I think guy this, who carries the headphones out. Yeah. To give to the umpires for replay has to be the most lonely person in baseball. So my no one talks to them ever. <laughs> yeah, that's their only goddamn job. Yeah. My my thought was that okay, what if uh, Thor's hair gives him the power to steal anyone's ATV whenever he wanted to? And uh -huh. this got me thinking, what like low key um, everyday superpowers would you want in your life, right? So like it can't be a, a super superpower, right? Can't be flight or or time travel or lightning, right? Because that would make you that would give a, give you away, right? So I was thinking like. The power to show up at every work meeting on time, no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Right? Or another thought I had was the power to be exactly the median height for a man so that, like, you can sit on an airplane and not be uncomfortable, but you can also reach, like, the top shelf at the grocery store or in your kitchen. I feel like that would be bad, like a though. superpower, though, because I feel like a lot of people are probably the median height. Right, but they don't know what they they take it. It's their privilege. They take it for granted. I have to I have to stand on my tippy toes to get the sriracha sauce down from the top right, shelf. You have you have so much room when you're on the airplane. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, I feel like the median height. It's like that's what the airlines figure out to be like. It would be a little uncomfortable for them, but like it's okay because fifty one percent of these people will not be uncomfortable, you know? Right. That's like it's it's a seriously like crowd like not crowdsourced. It's like a data mind like Right. They have evil geniuses staring at computer screens just to figure out how to squeeze that extra two inches. Oh, no, your leg room. It doesn't even have to be evil geniuses anymore, man. It's just computers. <laughs> the computers are the evil geniuses. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I would say, okay, how about this? Self-clipping toenails. Good one. I not like your. It's not like your toenails don't grow. It's like you put your foot over the trash can and then like snap your fingers and they like like snip off at the perfect level. That's a really good one. All those like yeah. like daily self care um, skills, right. habits. Yeah, shaving. Like um, what? I is don't shave. I don't shave very often. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
haircuts. Like, what if you never had to go get a haircut? I like that. I don't know. I kind of like getting haircuts. Oh, really? I really don't like getting my hair cut. Yeah, I find it very soothing. Huh. Haircuts and dentists. Yeah. I mean, that's the one time where, like, I'm letting a stranger, like, put their hands very close to my face. That's <laughs> not something that I enjoy. I don't really love the hot shave uh -huh. because it's a razor blade on my neck. Right, but and you've seen Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I ha I actually haven't. Right. Where well, you should. I, I get I get the gist. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like I, I understand the possibility of somebody, a stranger holding a straight razor to my neck. Right. You know what I mean? I don't need I don't need a movie to illustrate that. A you know? movie musical. <laughs> uh, well, Which, and like I don't need I don't need that in song. Exactly. <laughs> like the barber and the dentist. Like the, these are these professionals. Who are like getting in my my bubble and then asking me like inane questions? Like right. the last thing I want to do is like hold a conversation with this person, while especially the dentist, while their hands are in my mouth. Uh, yeah, I, have the, I have the opposite thing with the barber. Like the barber shop, I like to go and like sit for a while and talk about. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's usually it's usually sports, honestly. Yeah. See, I hate that. I like like <laughs> they'll ask me questions and I'll answer in like one word answers, and then and then you're staring at yourself, and I'm just scowling. I am just scowling <laughs> in silence while I get my yeah. haircut. I like I go to the barber and they're like, "Oh, how about those Yankees?" And I'm like. Fuck you! Like, cut my hair. A straight razor, razor shave on your neck, and I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. What How about self-cleaning clothes? That would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. You don't have to do. Yeah, you don't have to do your laundry ever. You can just like snap, snap your fingers, abracadabra, and your clothes are clean. That'd be pretty useful. Yeah. Um, oh, this is, this might be a just me thing, but the ability to tie knots, like in neckties, whenever you want to, like, like an automatic, like, perfect, uh, necktie, bow tie. I feel like that would not be a unnoticed thing, though. <laughs> Everybody would be like, ha, your tie looks like it's tied really well today. <laughs> Do you have a, a magic power? No, it's not bad. It's just that, like, you know, at a certain point, you're going to have to, like, tie your tie in front of somebody else or tie your shoes. Oh. Hey, Joel, tie the bow on this, you know, present because you tie bows so well. And then, like, you have to give up your secret that you do it by snapping your fingers, you know? <laughs> no, okay, good. I'll do it, but you've got to promise that you won't tell anybody <laughs> I'm going to take this present into the bathroom. I'll be back in just a exactly. second. I'll tie this present, but you have to close your eyes. It would be like the superhero movie when that moment that, you know, like the one person finds out that Superman is actually... Clark you know, Kent. Clark Kent. Yeah. 
Oh, it was you're the, you. You're the guy who could type. I was like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It was you all along. Alright, guys. Oh, you make typo. Uh, oh, one more baseball thing, if, yeah. if I may. Yeah. Um, and it was a question that I wanted to ask um, after opening day, actually. I was thinking about the podcast. Um, Madison Bumgarden, uh, Bumgardner? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he jacked two home runs as the pitcher, becoming the first, on, becoming the first pitcher to ever hit two bombs on opening day. Um and my question was whether or not there's value in spending more time with pitchers uh, hitting. Like, why, you know, why, or or do you think that's already happening? Well, that's, yeah, like, the that's argument. Do you remember when Max Scherzer went to the American League, or the National League, and he injured himself batting? And he's yeah. like, this is bullshit, and, like, you know, the National League has to catch up and get the designated hitter so the pitchers don't get hurt. And then Madison Baumgartner was like, fuck you, dude. I want a bat. <laughs> and a bunch of these, like, big pitchers were like, no, that's fucked up. So the answer, I think, is yes. Probably at a younger level, I think that pitchers should spend more time in the batting cage. Yeah, um, yeah. It seems like it seems like one of those things that uh, is overlooked, like you said, from a young age. If you're going to yeah. be a player, and then all of a sudden you get drafted to the National League, and it's like, oh shit! <laughs> well, no, I, mean, <laughs> I think it happens in the in the minor leagues. I think right. like the Red Sox draft a pitcher, and he never spends any time in the batting cage because like pitchers hit occasionally you know what right. I mean? no, but I played college ball man and the pitchers never hit never once oh really never so then so if you're a pitcher in the AL and you get traded to an NL team suddenly you're right. drag right? right and then you're then you're in the box against like big pitchers you're right. like oh fuck <laughs> I, I think going 100 miles an hour shit <laughs> Right, but then you look at someone like Bumgarner who hits two home runs in a game, and like that's real value to your offense. You know, it's like yeah. that that's that's that can be the difference between winning and losing a game. And it seems like, I mean, maybe this is something they think about all the time. But you know, hitting coaches being like, let's let's find a way to make them better than just a strikeout or bun presence. Right. You know, I think um, you know. In the league, well, they're doing that. Also, they're like a lot of pitchers are batting eighth now and not ninth, right? Guys, we're fifteen minutes over. I gotta go. Oh. I yeah. gotta go. I gotta go pick up my wife from her <laughs> class. Um, things we didn't talk about that I might want to talk about next time. Uh, uh-huh. Tony Romo, Quidditch, NCAA hockey. How come we're not talking about paying? Hockey players. Barry Bonds, greatest baseball player ever. Las Vegas, the Steelers owner died. Um, Eli Manning, I think he stole uh, Tom Brady's jersey. Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) 
Those are all things you, you know, need to also, t- talk about how I hate the commissioner of baseball. You hate the commissioner in baseball? The new one, yeah. Why? Well, no, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next time. Eli. Go pick up your wife. I gotta go pick up my wife. Eli, thank you so much for being hey, our guest. Thanks for having you, me, guys. We'll have pleasure. you again soon. Yeah, uh, this great. has been Dump on the Ump. Thank you for listening. We're at one hour, 16 minutes. This has been a super long episode. But I think we've covered a lot of important things. We're going to let Tupac, our lot, Henry Ramirez, play us out. Good night. Have a great tomorrow. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Picture paragraphs unloaded. Revenge is the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Bow down, pray to God, hoping that it's listening. See a nigga that's coming for me. My diamonds are when they're listening. Now pay attention, best.